great song. Final hour for uh, for us. It's uh, Puck and the Go-To Guy with you. Your chance at $1,000 right now. Uh, win a grand. Just enter the nationwide keyword on the website. It's green. Green to 933kjr.com. That's green to 933kjr.com. Headlines are brought to you by Buddy's Good as in Glass. Got some baseball for you right now, Jimmy. Red Sox lead the Twins 7-1. Bottom of the fifth inning. Break it up. Hold on. I want to wait till it really kicks in. You got a one more, right? One more little verse, and then we kick in. Cracking tonight. Game two. Mariners got a day off. Cardinals tomorrow. Damn, every time it gets up. Doesn't it get you? Were you a Sopranos fan? Yeah. Well, like you remember this, right? Yeah. Yep. You think he survived or was he shot? He was shot. I agree. I agree. He was shot. Did Chase know? Well, wait, didn't, didn't the creator say? Did he already answer that, that he did survive? I don't know. I, but I'm going to. 49451. I'm with you. I thought he was killed. I'm excited today, though. I know you are. We're going to talk to Everett Fitzhugh about the Kraken tonight. And and tomorrow, Taylor Motter returns to Seattle. I can't believe that I maybe, I looked at the Cardinals box score to see if O'Neal played, and I just, I went over and I did not see who was playing snuck and base. We get the flowing locks of Taylor Motter back in Seattle. Still in the league? It's like 32 or 33 now. I touched his hair once. That's kind of weird, I know, but it's true. God, you're like, I touched his hair. You're like Cliff. You're like Cliff Averill. <laughs> she let me pet her beaver. <laughs> Joining us live from Denver, Colorado. Put your hands together for the voice of your Seattle crack and the one and only ever Fitty. Fitty, how are you, sir? Be- fellas, I'm doing well. The cracking are up one nothing. Yeah. It uh, it's it's a beautiful day. I hit the Denver the Denver duo yesterday. I saw the Rockies get smoked Ooh. Uh, over at Coors, and then I got a last minute ticket to the Nuggets playoff game last night. So wow. I'm on a I'm on a sports high. Damn. Right now. I love it. What a fun way to go oh, there. Man. A double header. Oh, yeah. Got a double header in. Oh yeah. Did you get the uh, when you went to the Rockies game? Did you go get the what is it the the deep fried Bulls balls? Did you go get that? Oh, the Rocky Mountain oysters? Yeah. No, I'm not brave enough. <laughs> I will. Uh, I listen. I I will. I will eat just about anything. I'll try anything once. But the Rocky Mountain oysters? Yeah. That's the one thing. Yeah. 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 It's good I'll sports pass. town. Good sports town. That uh, Denver, Colorado. It's uh, that's a fun, oh, fun, yeah. fun sports town. All right. How do they get it done? First of all, I mean, I don't know how much we talk about game one. I mean, it's a great win, uh, but they got to yeah. obviously put that quickly right uh, Everett in the pass and get ready here uh, tonight uh, for game two. What have they talked about? And then from your opinion, what's paramount for them in game two? What storm do they need to weather early on in game two tonight? Well, I, I think for them, they, they have to weather the Colorado Avalanche because this was a team that they, they did not look like the defending Stanley Cup champions in game one. Um, a couple of bad turnovers for them. They Their top line, that that's McKinnon, Rodriguez, Ranton in line, who is so lethal and so potent, they were effectively neutralized uh, by the Kraken in game one. And, you know, Nathan McKinnon, he is top five, 
top three, depending on who you talk to, players in the world. So he's not going to, to take a 2 nothing series deficit if he, can, if he can help it. So you have to survive a team that's been there before. Last year, uh, they had 10 come-from-behind wins in the playoffs, including each of their four series clinching games. They trailed in those games. So Colorado knows how to win. They know how to weather storms. So, I mean, this, this isn't going to be a, a quick series, but I think for Seattle to get the first win, they did it the same way that they've been doing it all season long. It's been by committee. They didn't try to do too much. They weren't cute. They weren't fancy. It wasn't always sexy, and that's fine. Um, they scored that third goal, and then they were perfectly happy with just sitting back, playing defense. They were physical in that game one. Everything that we've been talking about all season long, it came together for them in game one. Uh, Everett, what'd you make of McKinnon's comment when asked about Grubauer and what he showed the uh, the Avalanche, and he said nothing. What did I make of it? I loved it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I I wish the NHL had more yeah. of of the trash talk, more of the bulletin board mm-hmm. material. Um, you know, but I, listen, McKinnon played with Grubauer. Uh, th- those two are still friends. Grubauer still has got friends in that locker room. There are no friends in the playoffs, though. And for Nathan McKinnon to say that, you know, I I, I was watching Grubauer today in practice. Didn't talk to him. Didn't say anything to him. But I I was just watching him, and and he had had this this calm confidence about him uh you know he got his work in this morning sitting in his stall very reflective you know he he wasn't uh too amped up he wasn't too low but you can tell that he was dialed in that that's the phrase that i'm going to use he was dialed in today and you know whatever it takes to to motivate someone use it and if that comment what did we see from grubauer nothing i would put that up on my wall and i would say nothing all right i got you nothing for you right here uh so he he was he was dialed in and personally i love it you know we talk about when will the kraken's first rivalry be built and and we've always said rivalries start in the playoffs i know vancouver's right there i know vegas is the 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 new team you know before Seattle but this potentially a seven game playoff series we may be looking at the start of a rivalry created here between the Kraken uh, and the Avalanche yeah uh, Everett I think we've talked about it before I think it's the one thing that's been missing uh, maybe from this sport maybe why it hasn't gotten more I'm not going to say mainstream but just more uh, people more involved in the sport I mean you see the Dylan Brooks and LeBron James thing last night and I'm not saying yeah. you want the whole sport to be um, you know, develop into that, but it does give interest into the league, and I think hockey could use it. You know, when they're when their best player in the sport, honestly, from the average sports fan, is is probably mostly unrecognizable in Connor McDavid. And I know it's something that yeah. Batman talked about this week. You know that that's a problem, and I'm not saying he's got to come out and like you know where we do bat tosses in in MLB to you know, stick toss after a goal, <laughs> but there's got it. We need to see some more of their personality. So I, I'm with you. I kind of like. Uh, what he said there uh, after the game. What um, what did they do well in, in, in game one for the Kraken? And for Colorado's yeah. perspective, uh, maybe what they didn't do well, but what are they going to try and challenge maybe Grubauer and uh, and their team a little bit more here in game two that they could have learned something in, in watching back at that film uh, during game one? You're asking what, what did the Avalanche do well? Yeah, what are the Avalanche, yeah. Avalanche going to try and take advantage of here in game two? I I think, you know, in games like this, whenever you're going into a game two, whenever you're 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 down, 
it always favors, I think, the losing team because you have all the film. You know what you need to do to battle back. You know where your weaknesses are. You know where the potholes and the landmines are in your game. For Colorado, they just looked off out of sorts. I mean, they were missing passes. You know, we talked about that top line, McKinnon, Ranson, and Rodriguez. McKinnon, Ranson, and Matt Rob Ranson, and they bobbled two consecutive zone entries and drew themselves offside and and that rare that doesn't happen for those guys so they just looked a little bit i don't want to say sloppy because they're not sloppy players but but they looked just behind the kraken they looked a step back of the kraken i don't know if they were tired they had a pretty good sprint to the end of the season they won the central division on the the last day of the regular season so I think for Seattle, they came in ready. The Kraken were ready to go. We, we, we used the phrase, start on time. The Kraken started on time in game one, and it was probably 10 or 12 minutes into the first period before we saw Colorado finally show up. I think they're going to get off to a much better start here tonight. They do not want to be down in this series 2 nothing. But again, like we've talked about all year long, there really is no head-on attack if you're Colorado for Seattle, because they can, the Kraken can beat you in so many ways. So for the Avalanche, I mean, they they they, they weren't happy. Jared Bednar, their head coach, his media avail was pretty short and sweet uh, the other day and then this morning. They are not happy um, this time of year. You're not going to get too many trade secrets, but I, I would have to imagine tonight their best players for the Avalanche, their best players are going to be their best players. Everett, what was it like for you personally in, in the third period when they were ahead three to one and they were going on their way to to a victory? I mean, this is historic. What you were calling that night? Yeah, I mean, listen, I I, I grew up in in Detroit. You know, playoff hockey was was an expectation. The Red Wings, you know, when I was coming up, were in the midst of of winning back to back Stanley Cups. They made it to the finals. I think four times in a seven-year span, something like that. Um, All told, 26 consecutive years, the Red Wings were in the playoffs. So I grew up watching playoff hockey. So to be able to to be a part of it personally for me, you know, I I was talking to Todd Lawicki, who was was in Denver with us, and I said it was really hard for me to – to not just fanboy and go all out and, and lose my, my, my you-know-what because it was so exciting. It, it was fun to be a part of, to watch that game, to do it here in Denver under the banner that they raised last season. Um, all these moments, we, we talk so much about moments that are going to live forever. The first win, the first game, the first playoff clinch, the first Stanley Cup, whenever that comes. This is going to be another one of those moments that we're going to be looking back on 10, 15, 30 years from now and saying, man, this was the start of, of a pretty good run in Kraken history. So personally, it was it was awesome. It was an honor to, to be a part of that and hoping we can we can do it 15 more times and bring Stanley Cup home. My wife's an Avs fan. I know the rivalry between these uh, those two teams. You being a Wings fan, did, when you went into that building, do you have you carry that little scar tissue? Not that really scar tissue, but that <laughs> hatred for the Avalanche in with you as long as the hatred as well as now being the the radio voice for the Kraken. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, n- not so much. I, I still remember the the hit, you know, from Lemieux and when what started everything. I remember the the goalie fight, uh, Darren yeah. McCarty getting into it. Like That's I remember all of that. 
That's the best one, right? Darren McCarty was actually my, one of my favorite players growing up. Uh, but, you know, like, come, last year, I will say the first game when we played the Avs last year, I had a little bit of that, like, Ugh, I hate this place, you know, Colorado, Denver. Uh, but now I've been back a few times, and, you know, my, my fandom is, is now with the Seattle Kraken, right? Like, I, that's my team. So, uh, 10-year-old Everett, yeah, 8-year-old Everett was a little bit like, I got to beat these guys. But, you know, now that I'm an, an adult and, and I've moved well past that, it's, 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 it was an opportunity for Seattle to make another piece of history. And hopefully we're now going to have a Kraken avalanche rivalry right. start to develop after this playoff series. Jim, real quick, just to pers- uh, some perspective. Uh, March 26, 1997, the, it, the game featured 18 fighting majors and 148 yep. penalty minutes. Oh, that man. was just that, one game. That must have been fun. <laughs> and that wasn't even playoffs. That was regular season. Yeah, it was regular season. season. That, 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 that wasn't even the playoffs yet. <laughs> are there ever are there typically fewer fights in the playoffs or more? There there are fewer fights because you can't you cannot afford to be out of the game for five minutes, right? Like I think the the intensity ramps up a little bit. I think the anger, the aggression ramps up, but it's also understood that that's what comes with playoff hockey. I don't think we're going to see a lot of fights. I don't think we're going to see guys drop the gloves, but you will be seeing more scrums after the whistle. I think the officials will let more things go after whistles, um, you know, some more jostling and uh, things like that. But as far as actual fights go, you don't want to be the guy that, that, you know, get into a fight, you lose your one of your best players for however long – and it comes back to bite you because, as cliche as it sounds, there is no tomorrow. So um, you're not going to see a lot of fights, but you are going to see a lot more physicality and aggression. Uh, what uh, What's kind of the – you and Tomlinson will will obviously go over this uh, pregame and uh, throughout the game. What's a kind of a key moment, a key stat for you and for us to maybe keep in mind as we watch and listen to the game tonight? I think tonight the, the biggest key for Seattle – is is going to be surviving the Colorado push that's going to be coming. The Kraken have had a lot of success in this building. They've played well outside of a couple of games. Edmonton comes to mind. They've played well against the upper echelon teams in the league. But when you're in the playoffs, when you have a guy like Nathan McKinnon, um, Miko Ranton, and Kale Bacar, when you have those type of high-level blue chip players, they're not going to be held silent for long. So I think tonight the big thing to key in on, how does how do the Kraken survive that, um, that, that attack from Colorado? How can they help uh, minimize that? They had one of their best games in terms of a complete effort that we saw all season long in game one. They're going to need to step that up even more in game two. And also Philip Grubauer. He had a really solid game, a near-perfect game uh, against the Avalanche. How is he going to look in Game 2? How is he going to bounce back? Will the uh, the nothing comments from Nathan McKinnon, will that uh, stick with him? We'll have to find out. But the, the drama for sure is building. But I think how the Kraken will survive um, the, the Avalanche push and their battle back in Game 2 is going to be the key for me. Uh, Everett, last thing for me, uh, would you be surprised to hear that they're the Kraken are two to one underdogs, uh, according to the guys in Vegas in this game tonight? I mean, they just won game one, but I guess what is it? Because it's a second year team going against the defending champions uh, and they just expected a, uh, they expect a bounce back that much there by the avalanche tonight. 
You know, honestly, I, I think a lot of people just don't give this Kraken team a lot of credit because of where they were last year in the standings. I mean, you were 28th in the league last season. Yes, you got the first wild card, but you had a 40-point turnaround. You had a, you had enough, you had a 100-point season, right? So a lot of people, I think, still are, are – they don't believe it. They're, they're not believing what they're seeing in the Seattle Kraken. And if I'm being honest, I think there are still teams around the league, especially as we got later in the year, that took Seattle for granted. I'm not saying the Avalanche are doing that by any stretch of the imagination, but I think a lot of people are surprised, like, wow, this, wow, these Kraken guys are pretty good. So I, I do think there is a little bit of that disbelief. Like this is a second-year expansion team that were so far out of it last season. They were out of it before the season began, if we're being honest. I mean, I think their last real meaningful game was when Calgary came and it was Mark Giordano uh, going up against his former team. And I remember that game. That was probably one of the last meaningful games the Kraken played in their first season. That was in December. So I think a lot of people just still are kind of uh, shocked that the Kraken have been so good this season. You guys leave right not, after. Though. You guys leave right after the game, Everett, or you leave tomorrow. We'll leave in the morning. Yeah, there's all okay. all the science, all the sleep doctors. We'll get a yeah. full night's sleep tonight, and then uh, we'll we'll leave in the morning, and then uh, get set for game three on Saturday. Okay, bite to eat. I don't know where you guys are staying. The Cherry Cricket. The Cherry, cherry Cricket. Uh, you know what? Someone else told me about that place too. Oh, it's fa- fantastic. Absolutely oh, fantastic. Right. Go give it a shot. I'll check that out. Give it a shot if you can okay. have some time there after the game. All right, have a great call tonight. Fellas, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Yep, there he is, Everett Fitzhugh. Uh, you can follow uh, Everett on uh, Twitter, at The Voice Fitz. He'll be on the call with uh, Dave Tomlinson, 6.30. Puck drops, then 5.30 with Mike Benton. <laughs> Kraken Audio Network. Kraken Audio Network. Boy, Saturday night's going to be, I mean, it'll be nuts tonight there in Denver, but coming home for the first playoff game there, Climate Pledge, $300 get-in price. You have to read up on that, that Avs and Red Wings rivalry. It is like, it's just unbelievable how much they would get after it. Fighting at center ice, the goaltenders, like it was. Oh, the goaltenders too? Oh, yeah, the Patrick Watt, they just faced off in center ice and just dropped gloves and went after it. It was unbelievable. It's one of the, you can Google it during the commercial break and it'll pop up. It's one of the best fights ever because <laughs> they hardly, like the two goaltenders hardly never fight. And this one was just all timer. And I believe, right. I think it was at the beginning of the game. I don't know. The right pun- at the beginning. <laughs> right Must've been a holdover like, from the previous oh, game. Yeah, right, right at the beginning. And it just went off and yeah, they do not like each other. Yeah. Those two uh, fan bases. Uh, coming up next, the sports fan gets screwed over again. We always get screwed over. Just screwed over again. We'll explain. Is it the 80s? What is this? Never heard this. Never heard it? I was having music back in the day. I don't know. Never heard this one. I'm good. I like it. Uh, Big thanks to Everett Fitzhugh. Again, cracking tonight. Mike Benton on the call. Get you started. 5.30 uh, tonight. Kraken uh, Morning Skate Podcast is up, guys and gals. You can listen to it. Only about 15 minutes or so. He's going to get you caught up on the very latest tonight. Some interviews in there, some sound bites and some stats and things like that. Kraken Audio Net on Twitter. And uh, and then uh, wherever you find your podcast, just the Kraken Audio Network Morning Skate Podcast. Benton will be uh, at uh, live, I believe, at the 32 Bar and Grill starting at 530. 
watch party uh, today at the Queen Anne Beer Hall. Uh, all of the Kraken playoff games at the Queen Anne Beer Hall uh, brought to you by uh, Kraken, or excuse me. Oh, it is brought to you by Kraken Rum. Thank you. Official rum of your uh, Seattle Kraken. Also, a team up with Fox 13. Chance to win tickets to see Game 3 and Game 4. All you have to do is watch Fox 13 secret code and uh, listen for the cue to call on the morning show, Ian's show, and the afternoon show for your chance to win tickets. <laughs> so they want you to promote that it's on the other shows, but somehow we're not involved in that at all. I think you have that correct. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. I think we made. I think we made the crack in that. How? Probably the you, Samantha Jim. Holloway interview. Well, let's start first there, <laughs> and then maybe the, the Davy, Davy Jones, Jones owners they, interview. They still hold the grudge about the Davy Jones. <laughs> oh, it's you know what? It might be because you don't like Bowie. Bowie. That's what it is. Because they have a, a homeless troll. You don't like Bowie, and then you were making that's fun right. of the fact that that's the Trains right. lead singer was up there on the Space that's, Needle. That's right. All right. Yeah. Now it all makes sense. And you can win tickets to the Kraken on the morning show, Ian's show, and the afternoon show. That is odd, though. Uh, I'll give you that. All right. So fans getting screwed over again. I feel. I, I just feel for Oakland A's fans. Uh, we've been oh, there. We know what yeah. they're going through. We know what they're going to go through. And I know someone's driving around right now. They haven't supported the team forever. Why would they? Why would they go to that ballpark? Why would they go to a ballpark in which it has uh, overflowed with sewer in it, has a possum? There's a possum, guys, that's living in the opposing radio booth. A possum. They haven't gotten rid of that yet? No. It's in the walls. They haven't invested any money into that place ever. It's been a lame duck franchise now for how long? And so when the owners of your favorite baseball team don't invest in it, don't invest in players, don't invest in the product on the field. Don't invest on the product that you go to the game. Why would fans go anymore? But I will, I'll contend that is a great fan base that loves their Oakland A's. They just wanted the same love back. And they've seen the writing on the wall for years. Uh, but it's a passionate fan base. Even when they get like 6,000 people there and they got a guy banging on that drum. I'll be honest with you guys. It sounds a lot, lot more then people that are at games here and there's 30,000 and I, I just sucks. They've, they've lost the warriors. Now they lost the warriors across the Bay, but for those who have gone down there, that's a big change to go from Oakland to downtown San Francisco. They lost a lot of their hardcore fan base. Of course, they lost the Raiders. Uh, they moved to Vegas. If you haven't been following the story, uh, the, uh, the owners of the A's have purchased land in Las Vegas in the same area where, the king or the knights play and where the raiders have a a stadium and they're going to build a new thing there and they're going to break ground in 2024 they hope to be done by 2027 yeah you know on, on the one hand when i saw that story this morning uh i was thinking boy that'll be cool you know mariners when they play in las vegas when sure. they play the vegas a's yeah. what a fun road trip to take to go to vegas but of at the same time you think about those oakland fans and what they've gone through like you're talking about losing the Raiders. I mean, they lost the Raiders twice. Mm -hmm. The Raiders went to Los Angeles, then they came back, and now they're and now they're in Vegas. So uh, two Oakland teams going to Vegas. So if you're yeah, if you're an Oakland fan, 
growing up there and the A's and the Raiders and, and now and, and then even, you know, it's a slap in the face too, where the Warriors going across over to San Francisco and so yeah, that that's a tough deal there. And and what are they? They're three and sixteen so far this season and they're terrible. They're probably gonna win what, fifty games maybe? Fifty five is just abysmal. I mean, they are completely tanking. Now, bright spot is they always have great prospects. They always field good teams, but they don't want to spend any money. I don't even know what their payroll is now. They called up a kid last night, by the way, and my buddy alerted um, my buddy alerted it to me that we weren't at the game yesterday. He's like, because he's in like like you know one of these dynasty fantasy teams. Like you got to watch this guy. They called up a, some young stud pitcher last night that throws like 103, and he's great. So talent has never been their issue because of of who they draft and who they develop. They do a great job of it. The, the, with their brain trust, and if they would ever spend money, could have built winners nonstop there. But they just don't want it. And like every billionaire owner, they want somebody else to do the stuff for them. You know, they want the city to build the arena. They want the taxpayers to pay their rent. That's never going to fly down there in that state. Ever. They're never going to do it. They're never going to use taxpayer money. And then especially up in that section of the of the state and that city, they're never going to do it. It's never going to fly. It's just like here. It will, it will never. And that's why that got built over there. Had, had they asked the public to chip in and said, we want you to pay like 30% for it. The climate pledge never gets built ever, 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 ever. The only way that gets built is 100% private financing. Now they made a lot of, concessions up there as a city, which I guess in a weird way affects the public. You know, they give them a bunch of breaks and all that kind of stuff, but no, it's all private money and they're going to go to Vegas. And those people are like, pay for anything, whatever. So when the A's leave, will that be the last multi-purpose stadium? Are there any others left? And that was always the way. I mean, you wanted to have a baseball and a football team in both stadiums. It was kind of dumb, but cool at the same time watching the Raiders play with the infield. <laughs> I know. I like that, too. <laughs> We're not going to see that anymore. Yeah, you'd have the dirt, right? and I then the, the kicker would come yeah. out, and you'd wonder yeah. if he'd be okay kicking the field goal I off the dirt. I can't think of another one. No, I think you're right. I no, think it's that, the last one. That might be it. And, you know, I go back to... Uh, I mean the history of the A's. There's That's a right. good history there. A, Got in the seventies. I, I think they won. History? Didn't they win three in a row? A good history. A, a, a great history. Yeah. A great history. And boy, they had such personality oh. there. Raleigh Fingers. Yeah. I mean, all these guys. Oh. I think they were the first team to wear white shoes. Yeah. The uniforms. Yeah. Canseco, McGuire, Ricky Henderson, Eckersley. I mean, just go on and on and on of great players they've had there. Mayors have already always had a hard time winning there, too. Never, never, <laughs> never had much success there. You got your hands full with the Oakland A's. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I, I, but yeah, we've gone through that with the Sonics leaving. I mean, I went through it with the Pilots way back when, and it just, it's, it's no fun. It's like, but, but you hear this, and, and I heard it even when, you know, when the Sonics left. Well, if you guys would have supported them, that just literally was never the issue about supporting mm-hmm. the team. And someone would always remind, would send me like a screenshot of attendance. Okay, when when the owners of a team tell you basically that we don't care about you, no one's going to go. When this when the ownership group here pulled the Sonics off the air here and went to what was it seven seventy Truth, uh, they just they denied interview requests. 
They wouldn't let us interview any of the players, any of the coaches. They were cutting the fans off uh, from the public because they knew day one when they bought it, they were going to move the team. And it's a similar strategy the A's have used. And they've slow played this for a decade. And they just I know it's it's, it's really bad though because when you see an A's game and you see the crowd there and you're like oh they don't support their team it's well, not true well why would you well why would you go there <laughs> when it's it's a decrepit falling apart stadium yeah and the foul territory I mean you're a long ways from the diamond where even if you're front just, row there it, that doesn't mean that doesn't take into effect of the people that listen to the games follow them you know via you know whatever just follow them on a daily basis watch them and all that I mean they had. They had TV issues down there. They had a radio issue down there. They weren't putting the games like on a on a on a normal radio station. I mean, it's just a disaster. It's been a disaster for a long time. It's just sad growing up as as a sports fan and then just knowing what they're going through. That you know, again, there's another team that's gonna be ripped away. And then what makes this even worse? In fact, I didn't like the time frame of this either. That they're gonna break ground in 24 and it's ready by 27. By the way, guys, that I guess. The Sonics returning are all hinged on this stupid another arena being built in Vegas, which I always hear this this line from everyone. Oh, it, it's it everything gets constructed real fast in Vegas. Well, they haven't broken ground on this new arena in Las Vegas for this new basketball team. There's no the no. It just been seems broken. odd to me that and they were, how many do they actually have down there? Are there five, think, seven. There's seven arenas already, or I there could, will be. I could be new making one. that up. I think it's seven. No, but it's, new I, I don't think you're far off. But but the time frame. If they haven't broken ground yet on this new basketball one, and then you hear that the that the time frame is to break ground in twenty four, hopefully, and be ready, and that's three years. I I've always heard that it's oh, it's, everything gets built so fast down there. Well, it, three years doesn't seem fast to me. No. So I, what are this fan? What are they going to do in the for the next four years? They're going to play in Oakland for four years. Oh, what are they going to do? I can't imagine that. They get no one that goes to the games now. Yeah. No, you just you, you just feel bad for all those fans. Temporarily relocate somewhere, someplace? Maybe what? Like go to Sacramento or something? I I don't Is know where you go. Anywhere in Vegas? I mean, they, they, where, does UNLV have a baseball team? I don't know. Can they play? Well, they, well, they a got AAA a AAA team, team there. Can they play there? But there's no roof, right? Yeah, I'm not sure what they do, but yeah, I mean, they just, they've been a lame duck franchise forever. And now this year, I I mean, they're going to get hundreds going to the games, dozens maybe. If that. All right, that's, uh, thank God that's it for us. Plowing ahead. Coming up next. Ian Furness. Coach, I'll just tell like it is, a lot of lack of discipline, at least in the first half here. Who made you the coach? No one. Here we go. Here we go. Where are you guys at today? We are at the Queen Anne Beer Hall, my friends. Nice. There you go. Yes. Yes. Before Uh, every game, My guy Justin's here. Good. He's a coog. Does it get any better than that? Ask Justin, does it not open up at 10? How late, what? Yeah, we, we, it's open right now, man. It's like oh. half full for lunch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, just just wondering. Yeah. Puckett wants to know: Is it open? Are you guys open at ten? There's a show from ten to one. Because he wants to be on, here. Uh, yeah, just, <laughs> just wondering why we get Peace. left. Here's the quote: Wondering Puck, why we're now, getting left is, out from everything. Puck, this is it. The quote from Justin: We'll open at ten a.m. Uh, any day for you guys. Oh wow, oh, that's great. 
Yeah. So is uh, is Jessamyn drinking yet? Yeah, she's she, hammered. Usually, usually <laughs> is drinking hammered. right now. I mean, Jessamyn's hammered right now. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it's it's afternoon. Yeah, it's it's twelve forty eight. She's at. I mean, she has that twelve o'clock thing where once she gets to twelve o'clock, it's game on. It's, I have to live up to my reputation. Yeah, it's it's a gong show here. Buddy. How many drinks do you guys show. all usually get into where you say, you know what, it would just be a nuisance to eat right now. I would rather just keep drinking. Ooh, Jim, your what thoughts. What are we talking about here? Uh, just beer. Nah, I, I usually have. I'll find time for food. Oh, you will? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Even you if it fi- ruins the buzz, I'll find yeah. time for food. Really? Yeah. You just don't decide. God, I, I, I just love just food so much. just have a couple so much, more though. here and just, uh, it fills me up and I just would kind of rather just well, you get just that fade a little better. bit harder. You just got to plan better. That's how I lose weight. Yeah. Just, just by drinking? <laughs> yeah. Well, stay away from the beer, but yeah. I mean, you just, I I used to. There's a guy named Mick Vakoda. He's the all-time penalty minute leader, leader for the New York Islanders. And uh, I, Mick was in Utah at the end of his career when the IHL, and he had a rule when we went out like after a game, if we were out, his rule was we're either drinking or we're eating. There's no in-between. There's no – can't do both, yeah, right? I like him. Uh, you know, and, and Mick, we'd sit down. He'd pound his fist on the – are we eating or are we drinking, boys? And I'm like, uh, can I do both? No. Okay. Um, I might go back you to You got his hotel. number? I'd like to hang out. <laughs> Last I saw, he was in New Hampshire, I believe. So, well, uh, and I think he was a state trooper for a while after he got what if he still hockey. What if he still has that type of philosophy when he sits he down was, with the I troopers? Don't, I don't think so. Man, he was a bad man, though. I'll tell you I right bet now. he was. Ooh, he was a bad man. What, so what's, he said we're drinking or eating. We just had to make the call. You guys going to get the schnitzel bowl? Uh, I, you know what? I haven't looked at the menu yet. Last time I was here, I had the smash burger. It was fantastic. I might, I might uh, you know, speaking of going light and trying to balance it off, I might go salad at lunch, which I usually try to do. Hello? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> A salad? I don't he know. He sounds so disgusted. I know. I know. At the I knew Queen it. Anne Beer Hall? I know. Isn't that, it's wrong. First of it? all, it's not like a real salad, too. It's like a fat guy salad. What it the hell's on it? It is a fat guy it? salad. I think they got buffalo chicken salad. It's a fat yeah, guy salad. there you go. I think if you, get, if you get a Cobb salad, you might as well get a hamburger. Yeah, exactly yeah, right. In fact, I think the Cobb salad has more calories than a burger. Can you guys just let me feel better about myself for a minute? Like, please? <laughs> sure. Just, sure, just you just lie to yourself. I mean, get your little Cobb salad and then, like... Fifteen God. of those, you know, pints that are the size oh, of Chris listen, Kidd. Man, I go to the doc. Listen, the doctor. I see her in December. I don't need this all over again. I've already gone through this. How you many got a times female doctor? Be- do you? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I like that. Um, how how often do you drink? Uh, you know, how many? Uh, I, I love that question. Do you use any recreational drugs? No. Define recreational. <laughs> is there a blood test involved in this exam? Yeah. Uh, yes, oh, there always is. There always is. Oh, you're fat. Ian, you're do you ask for the cough check every time when you go in, or? Don't have to ask. No. Just get it. <laughs> I bet you do. You pay extra for that? It's all, it's all, it's all part of it. <laughs> you pay a little extra uh, on that? Look to the left and cough. Look yeah, to the right and cough. Go. There you go. go. Yeah, Don't you look up, the, look down. Ian's like, how, how long are we going to do this? It's been 10 minutes. It's all in the interest of health, boys. It's That's true. It's all in the interest, of, it's health. It's it's all all the interest of, of your health. health. <laughs> and your, and just, you know, and your mentals. Get your yeah. mentals. Get your mentals. All those things. Yeah, why not? Ian, what's the key to game two tonight? Uh, score more goals in the Avs, Puck. I Damn think that right. would be the best thing you could do. And if you do that, you're going to come home with a 2 nothing series lead. God, I miss huh? Ron. Huh? Ron, wouldn't, wouldn't fairly be great on a hockey game, uh, Ron Cass? Well, they got one. you got to get two now. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite. Like, the other team would score against the M's early, and it'd be like, 
Well, you needed one anyway. Now you need two. Okay, great. Thanks. Hey, well, uh, you needed one anyway. Three and two. He's either going to walk him or strike him out. <laughs> oh, Fairley was the best. Was he not? Yeah. God. Hey, great. Jim, I don't know if Ian's seen this, but, but somebody on our text line pointed out there is, I think, an E60 documentary. On the Red Wings and Avs rivalry, I've heard that. I gotta watch that. I gotta watch. I that. think it's a thirty for thirty, actually. Yeah, I've I've heard it's unbelievable. You gotta watch tell it. me about it last night. I said it's unreal. That's a good one. I'll check it out. The Avs were a, they were, and they kind of still are. They're kind of a hateable team. Yeah, you know. Yep. I mean, they roll into Denver and you know from Quebec and immediately win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. That'd be. I mean, that would have been like if the Thunder would have won it all oh. like the first year, like in two thousand nine oh. or two thousand ten. Can you imagine that? God. And you're sitting like, Mike, what were the people in Quebec thinking? Like, this is great. This is awesome. Yeah, it'd be gross. Well, how yeah. many years when they left, when were they in the finals against the Heat? The next year. Was it really? Oh, no, oh, no. The, the Thunder? The Thunder? He, I'm not he, sure about the Thunder. Yeah, it was. It, but it was, was, it was fair, pretty quick. Like three years, maybe. Uh, they were bad the first year. Remember the first year yeah. they were in Oklahoma City? They were bad. And then yeah. they drafted. Then they got who did they get? Uh, Harden it was Hard Harden, yeah, he, Harden, yeah, because it was because Westbrook was uh, and Ibaka were the two last. Yeah, picks they here. were there. Yeah, they were the All last right. picks here. What do you they guys never got? Played here. Yeah, they did. They did not. Oh. What do you got coming up from the Queen Anne Beer Hall today? Well, we uh, we'll get you ready for the uh, the Kraken game two with uh, the Abs. My uh, my good friend Brian Boucher, who's on the ESPN broadcast uh, for he's doing color on ESPN for this series. He'll join us. I don't know if you've seen his schedule. He has he's doing both this series and the Dallas Minnesota series. And wow. unlike FS1, he actually is in the arena. Okay, so he's going back and forth. So he says, "I'll wake up from a nap. We'll jump on with you guys. We'll talk to Bush coming about one ten. Uh, Tomlinson a little bit later on. We've got some. I, I heard you talking earlier, and I th- we have some sound we're going to play about you know just the character of players coming out of the draft and and how you judge that. Carol had a great line yesterday at the news conference. We'll kind of jump into that a little bit at one thirty. Kenny Maine has a just an awesome deal he's doing to help some veterans in our community. So the uh, former, I know people like to say the former ESPN Sports Center anchor. I kind of like to, and Puck, you guys would probably agree. I think of him as a former KSTW uh, sports <laughs> yeah, right, weekend right, right. anchor with uh, Rod Commons. Yeah. Remember that? Those, oh, those yeah. good old days. Yeah. So, uh, Kenny's going to join us about 210 today. All right, sounds good. All right, join him up there, Queen Anne Beer Hall. They'll be up there all day long, so will Softy and Fane. We will see you tomorrow. As always, we promise to be better. No shirt. No shoes, no dice. Anybody like to smoke some pot? I was born to love you. I was born to lick your face. I was born to rub you. But you were born to rub me first. What do you need my address for? We'd like to send out a mailer. Mother of mercy, I don't speak Japanese! <laughs>